Welcome back to the Born Again Podcast. The clip you're about to hear is the sound of nearly 40,000 young people as they cry out to God in prayer. This was recorded in St. Louis, Missouri at North American Youth Congress. It was personally the most powerful move of God that I've ever been a part of. If you listen closely, you'll hear what sounds like the rushing of a mighty wind as the Holy Ghost moves through the room. You know, more than anything in this world, we need the Spirit at work in our lives. And it'll only happen when you and I pray. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. the prayer of faith over one another come on believer come on believer pray the prayer of faith Why don't you start speaking with other tongues? Why don't you pray in the Holy Ghost with authority again? Pray in the Holy Ghost with authority. There's absolutely nothing in this world that'll ever compare to the sound of a prayer as it makes its way to the throne of God. If you've ever prayed in the Holy Ghost, you know what I'm talking about. It's an assurance that your prayers are being heard. It's more powerful than any other force on the planet. Jude 1 and 20 says, Build up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? How can you build yourself up? By praying in the Holy Ghost. When the Spirit prays through you, there's nothing that can't be accomplished. There's no sickness that's too terminal. There's no situation that's too complicated. No dilemma too frustrating that God can't fix in just a moment. The night of the recording that I played in the intro, there were reportedly over a thousand people who received the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time, and thousands of notable miracles took place. 
What brings that kind of move of God? What brings such a powerful deliverance? The answer really is so simple, yet we too often make it out to be complicated. What allows us access to God's presence is when His people begin to pray. Not just ordinary prayers, but sincere prayers that are in line with His will. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Don't just pray, but pray in the Spirit. Have you ever felt like God wasn't hearing you when you prayed? I know I have personally. I had come to the place where I didn't even believe there was a God because I couldn't feel Him when I prayed. I felt like my prayers would just come out of my mouth and fall right down to the ground. Why did I feel that way? I felt that way because there's a certain way that you have to access God's presence. According to the Bible, there are prayers that God can't hear. And there are prayers that God won't answer. This is something we've got to make sure that we get right. Because at any given time, each of us have many requests that we need God to know about. Each of us have questions that need to be answered, changes that need to be made to our hearts, and desires that we would love to have fulfilled. Each of us need direction from God concerning our future. Some of us are in desperate need of healing, whether it be physical, mental, or spiritual. All of us are connected to people outside of the church that have no hope aside from God's mercy and our prayers. We've got to get it right. We've got to approach God the right way. For some of us, it's critical that we find salvation. There are those who have sought after and asked to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost who haven't yet been filled. There are some who've asked for relief from their pain, yet they're still hurting. Some have searched for deliverance from their addictions, but they're still bound by the heavy chains. Some have prayed for a way out of the stressful circumstance they find themselves in, yet they still haven't found a pathway to the peace they need. We've prayed for our unsaved loved ones, yet their hearts seem to grow colder with each day. We've prayed for our nations, our states, and our communities, that there would be a spiritual awakening and that we would see a harvest of born-again souls. We've prayed for our local churches that we might see revival. Yet it seems the hearts of men and women are determined to rebel against God. We pray for revival, yet only more problems arise. If we're being honest, sometimes it seems like we've prayed for rain and we've received a drought. We've prayed for prosperity and the wells of our spirits have just run dry. We've prayed for peace, yet only more hostility. We've asked God for unity, yet we find only more offenses and division. We seek after understanding, yet only more frustration comes. We look for fellowship. We long to have a friend. But at the end of the day, we feel more alone than we ever have. So what do you do when you long for joy, yet your face is stained with tears? What do you do when you need answers, yet the heavens have never been so silent? What do you do when depression strikes you with a heavy blow, and you're forced to fake a smile? You've prayed for comfort, yet you're still in agony. You've longed to find relief, yet you still lie in your bed of despair. You'd give anything to feel loved, but no matter how many people tell you just how important you are, you can't find a sense of purpose. You'd give anything to find contentment in life but you've never felt more useless and unfulfilled. Maybe you've asked the question, where is God when I need Him the most? Why can't He answer my prayer? Why can't He hear me? How can I find a way out of this struggle? What can I do to have my need met, to have my prayer answered? 
I've seen God heal other people, but what do I need to do in order to get my miracle? What do you do when God won't answer? You pray one more time. Jesus comes to his disciples and he tells them, cast your nets on the other side. And these professional fishermen turn back to Jesus and say, Lord, we've toiled all night and we've caught no fish. Master, we've tried our best and we've come up short. We've done everything we know how to do, yet we still haven't gotten what we need. And Jesus said, cast the nets one more time. God's looking for persistent faith, desperate faith, determined faith. He's looking for faith that says, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll give whatever I have to give. He's looking for faith that says, I know it hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to pray one more time. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And I just want to remind someone today, there is a due season for you. There is an appointed time for your need to be met. And God knows you're about to faint. God knows you've grown weary. And he knows you're almost out of gas. He knows you're frustrated. But whatever you do, don't give up. Don't ever become so weary that you can't pray one more time. So what kind of prayers does God not hear? What kind of prayers can God not answer? It'd be easy to ask the question, if God is so powerful and if he's so loving, then why would there ever be a prayer that he can't hear? Why would there ever be a prayer that he won't answer? Well, the Bible tells us that there are at least five reasons why our prayers aren't answered. And I'll just throw in my own. The first and most important reason that your prayer is not answered is that you don't pray. Uh, Just quite simply, God's not going to answer a prayer that you never pray. God's not going to give you deliverance that you never ask for. He's never going to give you peace that you never call out to him for. He's never going to give you wisdom that you never ask for. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But the Bible gives us five other reasons that our prayers aren't answered. Number one is it's not God's will. James 4 and 3 says you ask and receive not because you ask amiss or you ask wrongly that you may consume it upon your own lust. John 9.31 says, Now we know that God hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, and doeth his will, him he heareth. Here we see that God hears the prayer. He hears the petition that is sent up in his will, and not our own. 1 John 5 and 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, not our will, but his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So we can say with assurance that if we pray in God's will and not our own, we'll see those prayers answered. The second reason that our prayers may not be answered is it's not God's timing. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Maybe you've prayed and it hasn't come to pass because it's simply not God's timing yet. But you hold on and you don't grow weary because if it's in his will and the timing is right, it's going to happen. The third reason we may not receive our answer to prayer is that there's sin in our heart that hasn't been repented of. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 66 and 18, He said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If there's sin inside my heart, God can't hear my prayers. 
Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 1 says, Listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, and his ear is not too deaf to hear you call. But it's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Proverbs 15 and 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. God said in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 13, If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. It's a prayer of repentance. God said, Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. Verse 15, he said, Now my eyes shall be open, and my ears shall attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Basically, he said, if you want me to hear your prayers, first you need to repent of your sins. And then he said, now I'm listening to see what you're going to do. God's listening, waiting on you today to see if you'll repent because he can't even hear you unless it's a prayer of repentance. Turn it away from your sins. Turn it away from that lifestyle that you're living that you know is not right. The fourth biblical reason that our prayers aren't answered is a lack of faith. Jesus said in Mark 11 and 24, he said, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe, if you have faith that you've received it, it will be yours. You know, many of us can have faith for someone else. We believe that God can do anything for other people. But true faith is saying, though I don't deserve it, God, I know you can do it and you will do it for me. And the final reason that our prayers are hindered is a lack of forgiveness in our hearts. Jesus went on to say in Mark 11, verse 25, But when you're praying, first, before you do anything else, he said, forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Before you can get anything that you need from God, you've got to let go of the grudges. You've got to let go of the people that have hurt you in the past. You've got to let go of the problems that you've had with others. And you got to forgive them. Jesus said himself, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. You can't get forgiveness until you first give forgiveness to those who have wronged you. I don't know about you, but I want my prayers to be heard. When I get on my knees at an altar and I cry out to God in my time of need, I want the Lord to be able to hear me. And I know you do too. So take these scriptures and apply them to your lives. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or your family. Post it on social media. Go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. But lastly and most importantly, I want us to have a word of prayer together. So if you would, close your eyes and open up your heart. And let's talk to the Lord for just a minute. Dear Jesus, we come to you today because you are the only answer for the situations that we find ourselves in. We call out to you today because you're our Savior, you're our Redeemer, and you're our only hope. Lord, we come to you with many needs today. We come to you with loved ones that need your help. We come to you for those who are sick. We come to you, God, for our personal needs. Lord, we don't want our prayers to be hindered. 
So God, I pray that you would put a desire in our hearts, a burning passion to call out to you and to seek after you with everything that's within us. God, let us get out of this spirit of complacency that has us bound and put within us a longing to spend time in your presence. God, help us to pray according to your will. Help us to pray according to your timing. Help us to repent of our sins as we come before you so that our prayers can be heard. Lord Jesus, give us faith to believe that when we ask, it's done. And we pray today for those who have wronged us. We forgive them. And we pray that you would bless them. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. And help us to share your light and share your word with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being a loyal listener to the Born Again Podcast. Have a great week. In Jesus' name.